This is the Nordic Animism channel. My name is Rune Janne Rasmussen. I'm a historian of religion from the universities of uh, Copenhagen. Got my PhD from the University of Uppsala. And uh, my present work is about using animist anthropology to open sustainability perspectives on Nordic cultural history and history of religions. The purpose of this is to make available Euro-descended cultural model, models for behaving less destructively towards the planet. European cultural heritage that can give us sustainability culture, basically. Here is the point. We want to change the catastrophic course of contemporary civilization. But all those 2,000 pages long UN climate reports filled with CO2 emissions and global tipping points and methane release and topsoil erosion, they do not achieve this purpose. They do contain vital knowledge, but they don't change the course of our society because they don't produce a language that enables us, enables normal contemporary people to relate properly to the situation. We have to use the deepest and the strongest language that are available to us in order to remake the human kinship with the world so we can create a sustainable future. And this language is the language of myth and ritual, the language of animism. Because animism might in fact achieve this purpose. It is one of the models for human relating to the world that is the most deeply rooted in our nature. It is a model that in order for the world to work properly, humans need to enter into responsible relationships with it. And we do have animism in our own cultural heritage. It's fairly simple. When you look at European cultural history in the same or similar way as contemporary indigenous peoples and indigenous scholars look at their cultural history, then this enables perspectives on, on culture of land connectedness, culture of ecological knowledge, culture of custodianship and stewardship that we desperately need if we are to avert the ecological Ragnarok that we're facing today. <clears throat> I got the tales of the pre-Christian Nordic worldview from my grandmother as a child, and this is me when I was like nine or eight. And today I'm working as a, as a scholar with this traditional knowledge perspective on Nordic uh, myth and, and animism. You could say that I'm fighting the actual Ragnarok by using Nordic traditional knowledge for sustainability sensitization, sensitization in general, but also particularly targeting Euro-descendants, in, which includes, for instance, white people. These are groups that are located close to the root of the problem, and therefore uh, it is urgently important to address uh, Euro-descendants, I think. The myth of the Ragnarok is a really good example of my perspective. This is a myth or prophecy is seen by current scholarship as a mythic reflection on the Scandinavian experience of climate change and the ensuing social collapse in the 6th century in the Iron Age. So we can read this myth as a voice of traditional knowledge that offers wisdom and warning and sensitizes us towards our current Ragnarok, the collapse in climate and biodiversity. So Nordic animism is partly a scholarly project that looks at the parts of animist knowledge that were rejected among normal majority Euro-descendant populations in the process where we became modern. Um, how did we go and become such a problem for everybody else? <laughs> um, but also a, bit, a little bit like uh, queer studies, critical race studies or, or indigenous studies, this traditional knowledge anthropology also has an activist bend. It's not only about describing something, it's also about doing something in the world. 
So on the one hand, I've been applying for postdoc research in order to consolidate the scholarship perspective on this, and that's certainly part of my work. Uh, but on the other hand, I've also been working in a number of ways that tries to reach out of scholarship, because this is a perspective with a potentially enormous impact. It aims at producing culturally appropriate sustainability sensitization of enormous segments of uh, the population of the world, basically. So I'm trying to uh, present to the general public Euro-animism as a path towards culture of land connectedness, culture of making kin with the greater community of other than humans around us and so on. Uh, but you don't achieve this so much by enclosing yourself in these um, arcane, academic, narrow conceptualization. You might achieve it by creating broad dialoguing and popular communications. So that's what I've been sort of trying to do. Uh, and I've created an online communication platform that strives to popularize Nordic animism through a number of social media networks. Um, I've also published a book on traditional calendar, uh, Nordic seasonal animism. Um, this is partly inspired by indigenous strategies for maintaining and renewing traditional knowledge through calendars. I've also been the uh, primus motor in a, in a researcher group that has introduced uh, this perspective in, Nord in uh, public media, national media in Denmark, uh, and I've uh, promoted this perspective through conferences and podcasts and interviews um, and so on. Um, I've also created an annually recurring event that builds on Nordic animism, uh, an attempt to renew traditional carnivalesque ritual of seasonal animism into, into our age. And I'm, I've done the underlying research and uh, in, renewed uh, an old symbol of uh, totemic community between humanity and, and the natural world, the raven flag. Right, I also have other projects on the way, by the way. However, if this animist thinking is to have a proper impact, then it is vital that it becomes a practice more than a theory about, a chit-chatting about. And this is why it's a vital uh, component of what I'm doing, is working with embodied practice, creating a space for practice, creating a manual for practice, creating a ceremonial object that something people use. And there's an almost playful aspect to this, but that is very conscious, and there's a reason behind, which is very serious indeed, because practice make us uh, experience connectedness. This course might make us ponder it. <laughs> of course, the experience is stronger, right? So, and generally speaking, animism in, in, in the world today is a huge international global trend, actually. And it, it's represented by thinkers and voices from a variety of backgrounds. Uh, Graham Harvey is a British scholar of religion. I'm very inspired by him, by the way. David Abram is a total tree hugger, uh, hippie thinker kind of uh, type. Robin Kimmerer is a botanist from the North American Anishinaabe people. Johan Arne Wettlesen is a distinguished Norwegian philosopher. Um, Adebayo Komolav is this very articulate psychologist from the Yoruba people. And this is just to mention a few, there are many more. And all these people, they work from different angles on the animist trend, trying to think us into the time that we live in here on the threshold of biodiversity and climate collapse. 
And there are also voices today that didn't used to have this presence of the global stage and access to the global stage. Just a few years ago, for instance, native people's worldviews, they were either super marginal, kind of soaked in this uh, New Age romanticist nonsense. Um, for instance, the, the famous Chief Seattle speak, speech, a document that was authored sometime in the 1970s by some hippie, and it was never even close to any First Nations American. You know? But today, you can uh, read the Yanomamo shaman, David Kobenauer's amazing book, Falling Sky, where this uh, indigenous shaman from the, the deep Amazon speaks so powerfully into, uh, into our age. The Aboriginal Australian Tyson Juncker Porter's book Sand Talk is just filled with humor and intelligence and passion and activist criticism and high philosophy and everything. You know? The anthropologist Eduardo Cohn, he collaborated with an Amazonian shaman to give voices to rainforest spirits in direct communication to UN agencies. Isn't that amazing? You know, today, the most cutting-edge international scholarship creates communication between the rainforest spirit world and the UN. I think we're living in a decisive age, and um, my project is to introduce the, this animist trend popularized, but from proper scholarship position, into Eurodescendant spaces. Uh, and it, because it needs to be ours if we are to relate to it. And this, by the way, also implies releasing this traditional knowledge from its association with right-wing extremism. And therefore, traditional knowledge work uh, is inherently anti-racist by structural necessity, because parts and elements of traditional knowledge have been sort of taken into the construction or associated with the construction of whiteness. And that means that you are, by necessity, working critically with whiteness itself when you're working with Euro-traditional uh, animism. Uh, and also because these uh, associations, they seclude traditional knowledge from Euro-descendants. I mean, normal decent people, they aren't going to touch it with a 10-foot pole if it's associated with that stuff. And that seclusion actually upholds a, a, a colonial knowledge hierarchy where we are supposed to be these modernist rationalists and that is posed in opposition to some animist savagery typically associated with non-white others, right? So, so, so it actually, the, um, uh, the, uh, the, the rejection of uh, traditional animism is part of actually upholding a very important point in upholding uh, really problematic uh, structures. But we need this traditional ecological knowledge and we need it to be ours. We need to grow it from ourselves. We need it to be available to us. But when we do that, boy, does this have a potential to change the world. Through practice, it ingrains into our deepest perceptive circuits the experience of kinship with the world. And this stuff is catching on. Like since I started working with Nordic animism, several trend-setting <coughs> voices here in Scandinavia, they've started to inflect their work with the animist perspective. So if you know agencies or persons, organizations, initiatives that might want to collaborate with or support Nordic animism, let me know. I need the things that all people need. I need exposure, proper exposure. Uh, so if you have access to large platforms that I'm very interested, I need funding. And as I hope it's evident in this video, I'm a very productive person, but the West, the Western world, has sort of been founded on the rejection of our animist knowledge tradition. So when I'm showing up with it, 
then, then I'm doing something that there, there, there isn't really categories for it, for instance, in exi existing institution, institutions, because it negates something deep in the foundation of how our culture is, is conceived. And I've often thought like, man, if I'd just been indigenous, then this would have been much easier. Well, a lot of stuff would probably have been much more difficult. Uh, but uh, there are categories for indigenous knowledge in our culture. There aren't really any categories for your traditional knowledge. So this means I'm a little bit betwixt and between, um, and I, therefore I also need somebody to finance me. Hence, if you are someone with access to funds or if you have contact with, the, with that kind of people, then uh, please contact me. I have a key to contribute seriously to saving organized human existence in the face of collapse, but I need a frame, a platform to do it from. Right? But you can also help me just as you. I'm here on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and so on. Um, so uh, you can go there and you can click all the little toot toots and tweet tweets and ding dings and click the likes and the follows and the subscribes and share and write little comments. And you can find my homepage uh, where you can support me by buying some of the merchandise I have there. Um, or you can head over to my Patreon and you can support this work for the price of like one beer per month you can actually help support this work fighting the Ragnarok with traditional um, Nordic animism. Uh, this is probably the most urgently important way that cultural scholarship is presently being performed on the face of this planet. Probably. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, welcome to the Nordic Animism uh, channel. <laughs>